1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God and the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am. I'm seated right now in the heavenly realms, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine. And I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive as I am taught the Word of God. My life is changed for the better. And I will never be the same again. Amen. You may be seated. At the beginning of 2020, the Lord led Pastor to do a series entitled The Truth About Money. And that was no accident or coincidence. The Lord ordered our steps in advance to have a prosperous and successful 2020 and a year of miracles in the midst of all the crazy going on in the world. And now the Lord has directed us to deal with confession. During the Holy Week revival, some and Wednesday nights in our series on faith and prayer, and in a new Sunday morning series entitled, Four Things We Must Confess. Now when we deal with topics like faith, prayer, confession, healing, or prosperity, don't tune us out, don't say, I've heard that, we're walking in greater revelation and greater blessing every, every year. Amen. So have ears to hear. Tell your neighbors, say, have ears to hear. Tell your other neighbors, say, have ears to hear. In Luke 8 and verse 11, Jesus said, referring to the interpretation of the parable of the sower, he said in Luke 8 and verse 11, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. In Matthew 13 and verse 24, in Matthew's account, says Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed and is filled. So your filled is your life. And the good seed is the Word of God. Your field is your life, and the good seed is the Word of God. Matthew 13 and verse 31, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, even like a little tiny mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. So your field is your life, and the good seed is the Word of God. And even if the seed of God's word is planted in small doses, even the size of a mustard seed, it gets powerful results. Now, I believe the bigger the dose, the better. Amen? And if you've had little results, that's because you've had little word. And if you're, you're thinking, well, I miss hearing pastor. Well, that's what the Holy Week revival was for.
Little word, little results. A lot of word, big results. And so if you, you say, Austin, I, I want greater harvest, greater results, greater miracles, greater answer, the answer is more word. And yes, a little bit of word, it'll produce powerful results, but I want all that my heavenly Father has for me. Amen? I, I don't want to miss out on any of his blessings. And I don't want to get to heaven and find out, well, Austin, you walked at this level, but you could have walked at this level Amen. up here. Mark 4 and verse 26 and Jesus said, so is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how, for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. So the seed knows its business, and from the moment it is planted, the seed goes to work. And you don't even have to understand how it works. You just need to know it works, then you need to take action. So the seed is the Word of God. And in your life, the seed will force the soil of your life into production. You can force the soil of your life to produce by sowing the seed, which is the Word of God. And one of the ways that we do that is with our confession, by our saying what the Word of God says, by our confessing and declaring what the Word of God says in our life, and in our circumstances. You can force, say, I can force. I can force. You can force the soil in your life to produce with your confession of God's Word. You, you can make what is fruitless produce with your confession of the Word of God. You can put pressure on your circumstances with the Word of God. You can force, say, I can force. You can force your circumstances to change for the better with the Word of God. The Bible tells us that God's Word has been given to us as a seed. It is the seed we sow. And God's Word is given to us as a seed for whatever we need in any area of life. And in any area of life, you can plant the seed of the Word of God for the God kind of results. But as we've learned, remember, your faith will never rise higher than your confession. So you've got to do what Father God told Abraham. You've got to lift up your eyes. Wherever you're at, whatever level you're at, however far God has brought you, you've got to lift up your eyes and then lift up your confession. You've got to confess the Word of God and make a demand on the kingdom of God that is within you. If you're born again, and I believe most everyone is, if you're born again, the kingdom of God is within you. And so you've got to make a demand on God's kingdom within you. To see God's promises become a reality in your life, plant them by speaking them into your life. Plant them by speaking them into the soil that is your life. God's word is a seed we plant. And the seed forces production. The seed forces circumstances to change. Say this, say the seed of God's word will force my circumstances to change. And the Word works. And the Word works every time. And whether the harvest takes a week or a month or a year or two years or three years, the seed works. And it works every time. And the seed that is the Word of God will force your circumstances to change for the better. Proverbs 18 and verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. 
to change your life and circumstances for the better, you've got to change what you're saying. You've got to change what you're saying, and you have to change what you are confessing. And words spoken in faith will put positive pressure on your circumstances. Now, the opposite is true. Words spoken in doubt or in fear or in negativity or in unbelief or in worry, they will put negative pressure on your circumstances. And most people, even many believers, they're speaking negativity most of the time. But to come out of the situation, for things to change for the better, you need positive pressure. And words spoken in faith will put positive pressure on your circumstances. Now, last Sunday, I gave you four steps to make God's word work in your life and in your circumstances. And those are, first, you have to decide what you want from God and find the scriptures, find two to three scriptures that cover your situation or your case. And we have all this technology now, so it's easier than ever to do that homework, amen? So first, find, decide what you want from God, then find two to three scriptures that cover your case. Second, ask God for the things you desire and believe you received them, not asking a second time. Third, let your every thought and desire affirm that you have what you have asked for. And fourth, confess constantly. How often? Constantly. All the time. When, when, there's a, when there's a thought of doubt or a thought of negativity or a thought of worry or a thought of unbelief, all the time, confess constantly the promises of God's word that cover your situation or your case. If you will dare to stand with God and stand on his word, our heavenly father will stand with you. If you will side in and agree with him, he will agree with you. And as we've learned, this is why Jesus is the high priest of our profession, are saying the same thing that God says. Not our opinions, not our theories, not our ideas, and certainly not our feelings. Our, he is the high priest of our profession, are saying the same thing he says. The first thing we must confess is who we are in Christ. Say, who I am in Christ. So the first thing we must confess is who we are in Christ. And according to God's word, you are everything God says you are, regardless of whether or not you are experiencing all of God's word in every area of life. Regardless of how you feel, regardless of what you see, according to the word of God, you are everything God says you are, regardless of whether or not you are presently experiencing God's word in every area of life. God is a truth teller and he cannot lie and his word is truth his word does not lie so the problem is not with the Lord now I know this is tough in 2021 because in 2021 everyone wants to believe it's always somebody else's fault but if you want to walk by faith with our Heavenly Father you got to come to the place where you acknowledge his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His way is the best way. And if there is a problem, if there is lack in my life, if there is not enough in my life, if there is sickness in my life, if there's an area in my life that doesn't line up with the Word, the problem is not with the Lord. The problem is with me. Numero uno. God's Word is true. So if your life and circumstances don't line up with God's word, then that is your responsibility. 
not God. Say, it's my responsibility. So to live a victorious Christian life, you've got to know and confess who you are in Christ Jesus. You are a child of God. You are a son or a daughter of the Most High God. Father God is your Father. Paul says in Romans that we have been reconciled in Christ. We are no longer outsiders looking in under the new covenant. We are no longer slaves or servants, but we have brought, been brought into the home we are a part of the family. We are his sons and daughters with the full rights, the full privileges, the full benefits. The Bible says we are heirs and we are co-heirs with Christ. Jesus is our elder brother. We're a part of the family. And like Jesus, we say to our heavenly father, we call him Abba, Father. So you are his child. Say, I'm a child of God. Say, I'm a part of the family with all the benefits, with all the privileges. So you just got to make an adjustment here in your heart. And then you got to make another adjustment right here. And it doesn't matter what anyone has said to you. Doesn't matter what anyone has written about you. You, you have been made worthy in Christ Jesus. Our Heavenly Father wants you to win. And there's no defeat in Him. And the Bible says that he leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. So the first thing we must confess is who we are in Christ. Who we are in Christ. And under who we are in Christ, number one, we are new creations. Say, I am, I am a new creation, creation in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians 5 and verse 17, Paul writes, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. Say, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. So as Paul tells us in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you have confessed with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and if you have believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you are saved. You are born again. You are in Christ, and Christ is in you. The Bible says you are a new creation, not you will someday be a new creation. Not if you do these 35 things, you will be a new creation. No, the Bible says you are, which means right now. Say right now. Right now. Say I am, I am. right now right a new creation, new creation in Christ Jesus. And as we saw last Sunday, the Bible then says the old has gone, the new has come. And as I dealt with last Sunday, you have to live like it. You got to talk like the word is so. Got to act like the word is so, and you got to live like the word is so. Well, when you were born again, you left that old man or that old woman dead, buried, and crucified with Christ at the cross. Stop carrying them around. Stop taking all that dead weight with you everywhere you go. And I took you to what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 11. Because there's a lie out there in the church culture in America, and that lie is that you can claim to follow Jesus while you keep living a life of sinful, willful, ongoing, unrepentant, sinful behavior. And now people in the world, out there, they think they're a part of the church, but they're not. They're still in the world. They are deceived. They're on their way to hell. And they'll say, well, I'm this kind of Christian. Well, you can't read the Word of God honestly and do that. 
You can't say you're a lying Christian. You can't say you're a thieving Christian. You can't say you're a murdering Christian. You can't say you're a fornicating or an adulterating Christian. You can't pick whatever sinful lifestyle and say, well, I'm that kind of Christian. Now, if you're in Christ, and if Christ is in you, as part of that, the old has gone and the new has come. And you have to live like that. And writing about this, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 11, that is what some of you were, past tense. The old you is dead, buried, crucified with Christ. And that doesn't mean that you won't be tempted. That doesn't mean that you'll have to, you won't have to say no to wrong friends or wrong relationships. But the old you is dead and buried with Christ. So you have to live like the new you in Christ Jesus. That is what some of you were. Say, I was, I was. but I ain't anymore. And we're Texans, so we can get away with saying it that way, amen? So you got to live like it. You got to act like it. got to talk like it, amen? But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. So that is what, some, that is what we were. But we have been washed. We have been sanctified. We have been justified. And now we're to live like it. Say, that is what I was say but the old me is gone say the new has come say I have been washed say I have been sanctified say I have been justified say I have new life in Christ so you have to live like it and as a part of living like it you have to talk like it therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old has gone the new has come. So whether or not you feel like it, whether or not you look like it, you are everything God says you are. I said last Sunday in one of the services that if you will just come to the house of the Lord and be faithful and be consistent and take action on the word, over time, all the old will simply fall off your life. You got to give our Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit some time, amen? And you gave the devil year after year after year, will give the Lord more than two months. Whether or not you feel like it, you are everything God says you are. Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 7, we walk by faith, not by sight. When we walk by faith, it simply means we're walking by what God has said in his word. We're walking by the word. We're not moved by what we see. We're not moved by how we feel. We're walking by the word. So don't let your flesh or your soul, which is your mind, your will, and emotions. Don't let your flesh or your emotions rule your life. And don't let temporary circumstances rule your life. Let God's Word determine your life and circumstances and chart your life and your destiny by the Word of God. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4.18, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen, they are eternal. So the things we can see are temporal, temporary, passing away. So if you will say what God says, if you will say what the Word of God says, then your circumstances will be temporary. Doesn't matter how it looks. Doesn't matter what they are. Doesn't matter how you feel. If you will say what God's Word says about you and your life and your body and your finances, 
and your circumstances, then the circumstances, whatever they are, will be temporary. We don't deny the circumstances. We choose to look not. And we choose to say what God says in his word. So the first thing we must confess is who we are in Christ. And under who we are in Christ, number one, we are new creation. Say, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. And yes, that deals, us, it deals with the reality that over time as we serve the Lord, our lives ought to look different. If you look like the old you and talk like the old you and act like the old you, and you've been serving the Lord five, ten years, then Christ is not in you, and you are not in Christ. If the old has not gone, and the new has not yet come, then you are not in Christ, and Christ is not in you. You've got to let that old man, that old woman be crucified and put to death in Christ and be buried with Christ so the new you can be raised to life in Christ. Say, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. And number two, under who we are in Christ, number two, we are complete in Jesus. We are complete in Jesus. Say, I am complete in Jesus. In Jesus. Paul wrote in Colossians 2, beginning in verse 9, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. And ye are complete in him. And ye are complete in him. Say, I am complete in Jesus. Say it again. Say, I am complete in Jesus. Say it again. Say, I am complete in Jesus. To be complete means to be whole. It means to lack nothing. Say, I am whole. Say, I am complete. Say, I lack nothing. So how can you be complete in Jesus and still carry around an inferiority complex? I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. And part of that may be you might have to give up listening to the wrong people. But how can you be complete in Jesus and still carry around an inferiority complex? I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. And that's why you got to have a filter for what you watch and listen to. And that's why you got to completely tune out and turn off what I call negative Christianity. And really, that's not even a good term because it ain't Christianity. But negative things about God or negative things about his word. I, I, I'm just a worm saved by grace. No, you were a sinner. You have been saved by grace. And now you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know, when it rains hard and heavy, we live on what used to be farmland. And so when it rains hard and heavy, there'll be thousands and thousands of worms crossing our driveway. And the birds just think it's wonderful. It looks like Alfred Hitchcock's movie, The Birds. They're out there, and they're just having a good time. But, but you're not a slug. You're not a worm crossing the driveway hoping no one steps on you, hoping the devil doesn't step on you today, hoping the world doesn't step on you today. No, you're, you're a son or daughter of the Most High God. You're a part of the family of God. You're born again. You're a new creation. You have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in your physical, mortal body. So you're complete in him. Say, I'm complete in Jesus. 
So part of the old is that inferiority complex. Not good enough, not worthy enough. You got to give that up. Let that be buried with Christ. How can you be complete in Jesus and have low self-esteem? And again, even as I say that, you, you got you to gotta filter your fellowship. Part of living life as the new you in Christ is giving up all the old, which might include some old friends. Because if they're not leading you and encouraging you in the right direction, they're going to be a hindrance and a boat anchor in your life. And maybe even though you're in Christ, you have low self-esteem because you're connected to the wrong people. And you're listening to the wrong people. And you're friends with the wrong people. And you're dating the wrong people. How can you be complete in Jesus and still have low self-esteem? Say, I am, I am complete in Jesus. So you've got to believe in God. You've got to believe in the Word of God. And you've got to believe in yourself. You've got to believe in who you are in Christ Jesus. T.L. Osborne once said that it's easy to get people to believe in God. But it's far more difficult to get people to believe in themselves. And a lot of times that's true because of all the garbage religion has told them over the years. Got to believe in God. Got to believe in his word. And then you got to believe in you and in who you are in Christ Jesus. Say, I am whole. I am complete. Say, I lack nothing. Say, I am complete in Jesus. And then you got to see yourself as complete in Jesus. You know, there are believers, they're running around trying to have this experience and, and that experience. And if they could just get so-and-so to pray for them, by behaving that way, they infer that the word is not true. And they lack this and they lack that. When Paul said, we are complete in him. If I am born again, and if I have the Holy Spirit, I have everything I need. I have God in me and God at work through me and I am whole and I am complete and I lack nothing. So you got to see yourself the way God sees you. You got to see yourself as being complete in Jesus and you got to confess and say that you are complete in him. If you got to, you got to speak life to your life and life to your circumstances. If you will speak life to your life and if you will do that, you over time, you will live up to what you say about your life. You, you may not feel like a winner. Say you're a winner. You may not feel like you're an overcomer. Say you're an overcomer. You may not feel like you have the victory. Say you have the victory. You, you may not feel like the circumstances are going to change. Say that the circumstances are going to change. You, you may not feel like you're ever going to make more money. Say you're going to make more money. You, you may not feel like you're ever going to meet a righteous young man or a righteous young woman. Say that you will. Say that it will happen and you will have what you say about your life. Speak life to your life. Speak life to your circumstances. And over time, your life will line up with what you say. You got to take dominion over your own life and release the power of God by speaking life to your life and life to your circumstances. The Bible says ye are complete in him. Say, I am complete in him. So if we are not complete, then that, mean, that means God lied. If we are not complete, that means his word is not true. But God's word is true. 
and God cannot lie. So if the Bible says we are complete in him, then it must be true. You and I are complete in Christ. Say, I am, I am. complete in Christ. Now, when people don't know what the Bible says, when they are not word taught, and you speak this way, they'll think you're prideful or you're arrogant. But don't worry about what people think or say. Don't miss out on God's blessings or God's best because of what people might think or might say. Other people can't heal your body. Other people will not pay your rent or mortgage. Other people will not pay your bills. Care about what God thinks. Jesus said in John 5, 44, how can you believe if you accept praise from one, from one another, yet make no effort to obtain the praise that comes from the only God? So you got to care about what God thinks. And then you've got to say what your heavenly Father says about your life. Ye are complete in Him. Ye are complete in Him. Say, I am, I am. complete in Jesus. So you are complete, and you are whole in Christ Jesus. You are complete in Him. There is nothing left out. There is nothing missing. As the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, all things are yours in Christ. This is why I said during the Holy Week revival, if we have him, we have everything we need. And I'm not chasing this, or I'm not chasing that, because if I have him, I have everything I need. All things are yours in Christ. So you got to picture yourself as a new creation in Christ Jesus. You got to think and talk and act like a new creation, one that is whole, one that is complete, not lacking anything, not in need of anything, not looking for a handout, not someone dropping faith hints everywhere they go. Because again, if you're whole and complete, then you lack nothing. Or as Paul says, all things are yours in Christ. So if you'll live that way and act that way and talk that way, soon you'll begin to think and act and talk like Jesus. And your life and circumstances over time will line up with what you say. So the first thing we must confess is who we are in Christ. And number one, under who we are in Christ, we've learned we're new creations. And number two, under who we are in Christ, we've learned we are complete in Jesus. Now one more point for today, under who we are in Christ, number three, we are qualified to inherit the kingdom. We are qualified to inherit the kingdom. You know, maybe you've gone to buy a car or to uh, lease a car or to finance a car. And when you filled out the paperwork and they went back, you know, you, you were praying in tongues real hard while they were seeing if you were approved, seeing if you were qualified. Or maybe, you know, you've gone to, to lease a house or rent a house or you've gone to the next level and have gone to purchase or finance a house and you jump through all the hoops and you send in everything and, and you're, you're praying. You're praying up a storm. You may not have prayed much in the last six months, but you're praying up a storm. You're, you're praying that they'll say, you are qualified. Well, in the kingdom of God, I have good news because we didn't qualify ourselves. Jesus qualified us, and we are qualified to inherit the kingdom. Colossians 1, beginning in verse 12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you. Say, I am qualified giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light, for he has rescued us. Say, I have been rescued. I have been rescued. 
For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. Say, I am qualified. I am qualified. Say, I have been rescued. So the Apostle Paul tells us that Father God has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints and the kingdom of light. And notice the word is has. Has is past tense. He has qualified you. That is past tense. That is completed action on God's part. The work is already completed. The action has already taken place. It is done. It is finished. We have been qualified. So, so why do you act so sad? Why do you act so blue? Why, why, why do you walk around like this? You're, you're not an 80-year-old woman, 90-year-old woman. Why, why, why do you walk around like this? No, no, no self-esteem. Acting as if you haven't qualified for anything. Acting as if you're not good enough, you're not worthy enough. No, we have been qualified in Christ Jesus. Say, I am qualified. I am qualified. Say, I have, been I have been rescued. Now, from what have we been rescued? And that's past tense. From what have we been rescued? Well, we have been rescued from the dominion of darkness. And this is why John says in 1 John, well, we can't claim to be in the light if we walk in the darkness. We have been rescued from the darkness. We have been delivered from the darkness. The, the darkness no longer has any power over us. The darkness no longer has any authority in our lives. The darkness no longer has any room in our lives or in our house or our family unless we open the door and invite the darkness or the enemy in. We have been qualified. We have been rescued. Rescued from the dominion of darkness. Rescued from Satan's dominion. The work is done. It is finished. And we have been qualified and we have been rescued. Say, I have been qualified. Say, I have been rescued. Say it again. Say, I have been qualified. Say, I have been rescued. But sadly, people don't act like the word is true. And they don't talk like the word is true. And they, they, they post on their Facebook, the word is not true. Dropping faith hints or a GoFundMe, whatever they're doing. Church people run around and say, I have this problem or I have that problem. You know, even this morning as I prepared, I, I could picture a young family and I could picture the couple. I could picture the wife and they, they were invited to come and they came and the husband enjoyed it and the, the children enjoyed it. Because, but this, this wife, this spouse, because of her time in the world, she had it settled in her mind and settled in her heart that she has this condition and she has that condition, and she has this condition, and she has that condition. Well, you come to Faith Christian Center, you're going to hear that God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, can set you free from any and every condition. But, but I, I still remember the Sunday morning, and I can picture them, I can picture her on the front row, I can picture the look on her face, and not wanting to give up the old for the new not wanting to, to put it into the hands of Jesus who can fix every problem and every situation. Wanting to still walk through life with all that baggage, I'm this or I'm that or I have this or I have that and that's the problem. People that are in Christ, 
people that should know better if they'd get into the Word and find out what the Word says. They run around and they say, I have this problem, or I have that problem. I have this condition, or that condition. Or I have this addiction, or that addiction. Or church people run around and say, I have a drug problem, or a sex problem, or an alcohol problem. Or they say, I'm a failure. Or they say, my wife hates me. Or they say, my, my husband hates me. Or they run around and say things like, I'll never get a promotion. I'll never make more money. I can't hold down a job. I can't make enough. Or there's never enough. Failure, worry, lack, not enough, sickness, and death. And when believers speak this way, they are speaking death to their life and to their circumstances. You got to make up your mind and decide in your heart to stop speaking death to your life and your circumstances. Instead, declare what God's word says about your life. See, picture and envision who you are in Christ. Picture and envision who God says you are, who his word says you are. Then declare and say who you are in Christ. Then act like it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so it's in the power of your tongue. Say, my tongue. So stop speaking death and speak life. You are qualified. Doesn't matter how you feel about it. You have been qualified in Christ Jesus. The Bible says we are complete in him. The Bible says we have been delivered. Colossians 1.13, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So God's healing power is already at work in your life and in your body. God's delivering power is already at work in your life and in your body and in your circumstances. So you've got to say what God says about your life. You've got to say what his word says about your life. You've got to say what the word of God says about your health and about your physical body. You've got to say what the word of God says about your finances. You've got to say what the word of God says about your marriage and your family. You've got to say what the word of God says about your children. You know, as Joshua said, as for me and my house, they will serve the Lord. You got to say what God says about your future, that as long as the Lord tarries, you'll live a long life in good health, the blessed of Almighty God. Say, I am qualified. Say, I have been rescued. Say, I am qualified for every blessing and every benefit that belongs to me as a child of God. And that's why you got to give up trying to get this and trying to earn that because you have been past tense qualified. And a lot of the things that we sometimes do that are religious things to do, they are contrary to faith because you're trying to earn and you're trying to work for what God has already said yes to. You're trying to earn and you're trying to qualify yourself for what God has already said yes to in Christ. I don't have to earn it. I don't have to deserve it. I don't have to work for it. He has qualified me in Christ. So it is mine, and it is mine now. And I don't have to wait another day or another minute. It is mine, and it is mine now in Christ Jesus. Whether that's a healing in my body, whether that's the baptism of the Holy Spirit, whether that is provision, it is mine, and it is mine now in Christ. He has qualified me. All things are yours in Christ.
All of his promises are yes and amen in Christ. So the first thing we must confess is who we are in Christ. And under who we are in Christ, number one, we are new creations. Number two, we are complete in Jesus. And number three, we are qualified to inherit the kingdom. The promises of God's word will never become a reality in your life until you plant them by speaking them into the soil of your life, which is your heart. God's word has been given to us as a seed for what we need in every area of life. But you got to plant the seed of his word with your confession. You got to force the soil in your life to produce with your confession of the word of God. You got to force the circumstances of your life to change with your confession of the word of God. So the first thing we must confess is who we are in Christ. And under who we are in Christ, number one, we are new creations. Number two, we are complete in Jesus. And number three, we are qualified. Say, I am qualified. We, we are qualified to inherit the kingdom. Say, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Say, I am complete in Jesus. Say, I have been rescued. I have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness, from Satan's dominion. Say, say Satan has no hold on me. Say, I have been rescued. I have been delivered. And say, I have been qualified for every blessing and every benefit in the family of God. Amen. So you got to say it. You got to act like it. And over time, your life and your circumstances will line up with what you say. Because when you say what God says, that's what he can bless. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.